Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another minicast that I have titled Bilderberg, Building the New World Order. Well, I think you get the title, and I think you understand why. I had done a, I, I did earlier this week a Instagram Live with you good people uh, where we literally went past Satanists, Luciferians, uh, Moloch, and pop culture, people like Drake and Katy Perry referencing it. Uh, the modern-day death cult, and all kinds of other stuff. But the minute that I got to talking about the Bilderberg group, uh, that's where we had issues, and they terminated the transmission. Uh, so I felt like it was a better thing, blessing in disguise, as they call it, to come back here and discuss these things separately in a whole separate transmission where we can thoroughly carve out what that actually means for current day and our future. And with that being said, let's start the show. So, as I said before, I had titled the episode Bilderberg, Building the New World Order, because it's exactly just that. Uh, with talks of impeachment increasing around here in America, uh, we have to look at the, the world order uh, that will undoubtedly be affected by either impeachment or Trump's continued presidency. Uh, and now, while we will not be talking about that in this particular transmission, this is what they discussed, I think, last year, actually, Al Bilderberg. They discussed the uh, the Trump administration. We're going to be looking at specifically the global world order and what they have in store. Now, an article that I have right here from Global Research, we put up May 28th, and it says, Confirmed, secretive Bilderberg meeting to be held in Switzerland from May 30th. And they say it's going to be held from this Thursday to this Sunday. Uh, and as we are recording this today, it is May 31st. That's why I want to get this on record. Write it down. Carve it out. Uh, with everything that's going on with censorship, I still think it's imperative that we understand what's going on. Uh, I read an article earlier this week, too, that asked the question, you know, is Bilderberg even important? Because look at what's going on. Look at how people are per per perceiving things. Uh, jokingly. And I, I, I want to say this, you know, for posterity's sake, jokingly, I talked about how people could never really believe in the Illuminati that there would be, you know, some some group of people in the background capable of uh, uh, manufacturing consent and controlling uh, how people think and what they see and, 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 and what goes on out there. And nowadays, all you have to think about is how that's just Facebook. That's just YouTube. That's just Twitter. Yeah, that's the digital mafia. That's big tech. They have literally figured out and done. They've, they've created a new Illuminati in front of us, and yet somehow the masses can't even tell. So that's why we have to understand why this is important. Because while you still have things like Facebook, Twitter, social media, and all these other things manipulating people's uh, 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 perception, you have to ask the question of, well, who finances this? Who allows for this to go on? You see, let me get into this article, and then we'll start talking about the 11 different topics that they will be discussing uh, at this event. This is the, and we put this up May 28th. It's from the local, uh, reposted over there at Global Research. It says the 2019 edition of the, of the exclusive Bilderberg meeting will take place at Hotel Montreux Palace in the Swiss town of Montreux from Thursday to Sunday. And it goes on to say that it will feature Swiss finance minister Yule Maurer, French economy minister Bruno Le Maire, uh, the head of Germany's Christian Democrats, Annegret kramp karbauer and Credit Suisse CEO Till Jane, Thayam, among others. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I butchered those names, but you guys can go to the article uh, and, and read them for yourselves. But continuing on, it says, according to Swiss Daily, 
Tajez Anzeiger, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, will also be among the attendees, although he is not on the official guest list of the Bilderberg website. Uh, the Swiss paper reports that Pompeo is set to sit down with Yuli Maurer. The two are tipped to discuss the situation in Iran, where Switzerland represents U.S. interests. However, the Swiss finance ministry told the local on Tuesday that no meeting was envisaged uh, between Pompeo and Maurer. The yearly Bilderberg Talk Fest, which dates back to 1954, features a guests list of around 130 people from Europe and North America, including everyone from royals to business tycoons and academics. A highly secretive affair without a fixed agenda, the Bilderberg meeting is is regularly fodder for conspiracy theorists who believe it is who believe its participants act as secret world governments. However, organizers argue that the nature of the event gives attendees the chance to hold informal discussions about major issues. The topics announced by the organizers for the 2019 Bilderberg meeting are as as listed. Uh, and what's going to happen from here? Instead of you know finishing the article, I'm going to break down how we are already, uh, I guess, faced with what they are discussing and what this means for our future. Uh, so, with that being said, the topics that they will discuss is are are, are one. A stable strategic order. Now, why is that important? Uh, because the, the concept of globalism is something that has been brought up tremendously for the past year and two years. Uh, look at what's going on in France with the Yellow Vest protest. Uh, look at nationalists being elected all over the world. I mean, look at Brexit. Uh, look look at Europe, look at all of it. I mean, look at, look at the, look at the rise of Donald Trump, populism, nationalism, things of this nature. Uh, why do they want to discuss a stable strategic order is because these people are building a new world order, uh, with the advent of technology, social media, and so much more. It's not necessarily been disruptive, but it's allowed for them to get a different perspective on the global view of people on the social order on how things are taking place. Uh, two, and I, I, just real quick, I want to say this too, uh, just to encapsulate this in the first section. Uh, I also believe, and I said this earlier this week, I believe because we have we are having the discussions of uh, nationalism versus globalism. I feel like what will happen because we cannot live in extremes, you know, with extreme nationalism or extreme globalism. What will uh, be birthed from this is what I've termed regionalism. Uh, they also talk about it in a multipolar world order. So there's a lot of different things that are going to be discussed. I'm not sure. Clearly, I don't know because I'm not there. Uh, but moving on. Two, what's next for Europe? Well, as you can tell, uh, everything that usually goes on in Europe takes about a five to ten, te ten year uh, gestation period before it finds itself over here in America. Uh, look at the immigration invasion that's taking place there. Uh, I mean, look at look at what they're doing uh, with with the with the EU, the European Union how they're trying to consolidate all those nations uh, and how it's backfiring against them. What's going on in Europe is very important because it, it, it basically spells out how can they deploy this to the West on a mass scale. Three, climate change and sustainability. Why is this important? Well, speaking of Europe, you have Greta Thunberg, who is this Swedish uh, young activist. She is basically the, 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 I don't want to say profit, but she is the figurehead for the climate strike movement that is sweeping through Europe. And for people who are unfamiliar as to what the climate strike is, essentially imagine uh, here, here in America during the, 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 the Parkland shooting, there were all kinds of kids that skipped school because they did not want they, they wanted to protest the idea of kids being able to bring guns to school. They wanted to protest for gun control. Uh, and so here in America, you had people like David Hogg act as the, the, the champions for this type of movement. Transfer that over there to Europe. 
Uh, Greta Thunberg is just the climate strike figurehead for the next generation that's that's talking about things such as uh, renewable energies, resource management, resource wars. Uh, their main thing that they like to talk about is how we're stealing their future by not addressing climate change. Climate change and, sustain- and sustainability are going to be f- are going to be the funnel points for a lot of things you see they want to uh they want to get us all on the same page so to speak this is why it's part of the new world order or the global world order that they're creating the multipolar world order climate change and sustainability is their way of having us all talk about the green new deal the green agenda sustainable uh uh, technology renewable energies and all things of this of this fashion but in order to do so they have to get those talking points out there uh, this is why Pope Francis is being the chariot, uh, be, being one of the people parroting all these type, these types of talking points as well, uh, and so many other people. Really, it truly is like an organized agenda. Uh, but continuing on, right here, four, China. Clearly, China is becoming an increasing threat. I think everybody can understand that you know with the trade wars that are going on, uh, the amount of power that they're amassing how people are responding to the Chinese threat. I mean, look at what's going on with the social credit score system, people being unable to to, to, to go, get on trains. Like, what is going on with China has been nothing but red flags since they've gotten the keys. And I say that specifically because it's, 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 it's only been recently that China uh, has, been, has begun to flex its strength, so to speak. Uh, clearly, they, they, they're, they're major producers and consumers of things, but it's like as if the, the, the power shifted, you see. And they talk about this all the time, how what they're doing uh, is, for the, is for the new structure of the new world order. Uh, that's why they have every – that's why they're getting the keys. That's why they're getting the money. That's why they're getting the technology. That's why they got a- Apple and Google, you see. So it's an, a, a very, very controversial topic, and obviously it would be discussed there. Now, five is Russia. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about Russia uh, because, well, look at this Russiagate situation that's taking place here in America. Uh, and I've said this before at the start of Trump's presidency, that we were going to get into a financial war, a trade war with China, and we were going to get into a ground war or a proxy war with Russia. Now, because of the Russiagate fo- uh, uh, flop that's happened here, you know, we had the, the Mueller report come out this week as well. I don't know people that really pay attention to that. But what I'm trying to, to, to get around to saying is with Russia specifically, we do notice that they are amassing arms and that they are amassing troops and that they are preparing for some kind of armed conflict. We do not know with who. Uh, they also have interest in Venezuela. It's just a massive issue that is, that, that, that is quite frankly, being underlooked. Six, the future of capitalism. Again, this ties into climate change and sustainability. Uh, they don't want people to be able to work for themselves. They don't want people to... They talked about this last year, uh, the proletariat. And let me see if I can pull this up for you guys if we have the time. Uh, but Bilderberg, proletariat. Uh, but what they were essentially trying to do is how can we how can we kill the incentive of individuals trying to pull themselves up by the bootstraps you know, they have this this uh the precariat my bad not the precariat it was uh not the pretoliat it was the precariat oh the precariat proletariat huh interesting 
I'll have to I'll, I'll have to find uh, more information about that later on for you guys. But essentially, the, the the future of capitalism is them trying to figure out how can we kill the incentive of individuals wanting to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and make something of themselves. You have all this great technology; people can start up businesses overnight, uh, and they can become millionaires if they play the game the right way. Uh, now, not so much. If you say something on Facebook, you could be kicked off of there. Uh, you could have your 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 ability to payment to process payments taken. Uh, Mastercard will will deny you of service. Uh, PayPal won't, won't allow you to use their services. The future of capitalism. How can they stunt the growth of individuals? You see, this ties into the climate change and sustainability because what they're promoting with uh, Agenda Twenty One, Agenda Twenty Thirty, uh, and Agenda Twenty Fifty is just that global communism. Okay, they want to turn us into they want to turn us all into renters. Never be the owners. You see. Uh, and that's another thing that I'm sure we will discuss more so in the future. But the future of capitalism is definitely uh, at stake right now. You know, uh, uh, to t- touch back it again on climate change and sustainability and how that ties into communism and the rise of it. Uh, you 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 see, look at what's going on in California. Uh, look at what's going on in New York. The idea is to make us. I guess just look at ride shares. I mean, there's just so many different examples of how they're already putting it out there and gradually rolling it out as if communism and, and socialism is a good thing, uh, but they never want to innovate anything new. You see, they always want us to borrow everything from Google or YouTube. Seven, Brexit. We had uh, earlier this week, Theresa May resigned after her defeat with Brexit. This drove drove a, a, a striking blow to the globalists because it made people start thinking about, well, their country, what values are important to them, what is globalism, how they are affected, and how they don't want to essentially have their, their, their country ruled by foreign elites that they can't really influence. Uh, so essentially, and this is what I meant by before with the strategic, uh, the stable strategic order, regionalism, how can they control things of this nature uh, because globalism is backfiring? Yes, Brexit was a huge thing. It was it was a huge victory. All right, now we're getting into the, techn- the technocratic aspect of what they're building with this new world order. And the reason I'm trying to just fire through this is because I'll sit here and I'll rant about everything else, but I just want to factually get through all of this stuff so we have it on record and we understand uh, chronologically where we're at and where they're trying to take us. You see, because it's vastly important that we understand these things. Eight, right here, the ethics of artificial intelligence. Well, think about it. Uh, How dumb are people getting? Like anytime I think of artificial intelligence, I think of machine learning, and then I think about uh, dehumanization and depopulation and how stupid people truly are. Uh, And the reason I say that is because we're communicating with chatbots. People aren't, aren't socializing more. The ethics of artificial intelligence, look at how censorship has literally created a buffer between us and individuals. They run these formulas, and, and, and because of the adversity that we're going through and the algorithms that they deploy, we get caught up in all of this stuff. The ethics of, of, of artificial intelligence is what is good, what is bad, what will they allow? They say that the artificial intelligence right now can't understand memes, Article 13 memes. Uh, that's something that the EU is trying to do away with as well, uh, that it doesn't understand sarcasm. So when we're talking about the ethics of artificial intelligence, what we're really saying is how what they're doing to increase the potentiality and the strength of the AI that's already out there, because this plays into the next talking point that we have right here. Nine, the weaponization of social media. Now, 
for people who are watching this on YouTube and listening on our podcast feed. Uh, social me- The weaponization of social media is unfortunately apparently what we've done by creating a, a, a network simply off of a page. This is dangerous to those people because now we can influence what, what people think, how they perceive things, where they get their information. They consider this a weapon. This is why I tell you all the time, we need different weapon systems in this fight against the war on consciousness. The weaponization of social media is that as well. Uh, look at the Russiagate hoax. We've heard about that for the past two years and how much it's affected society. Uh, I, I, I guess I could go on and on about the weaponization of social media because I see it already. Uh, you know, not being able to talk about certain things, content being deleted, uh, uh, posts being removed, hashtags being like cleared out, archives being taken away. I mean, there was an article that came out just this past week that talked about how the Navy wants to store 350 billion or 350 million social media posts to study air quotes, collective expression. Now, could this be for the ethics of artificial intelligence, the weapon, the weaponization of social media, or for their just general intelligence gathering? Uh, the weapon of social, the weaponization of social media is very real. And I also want to say that because we have people who are disassociating from reality, only, only paying attention to social media and not interfacing with reality. So there's a lot of different things that come with that as well. But again, you've got to look at it at a larger context. How is this a part of building the new world order? Perception manipulation. If they can get people, and these were in, this was in the WikiLeaks too, that they want to keep people de- depressed, dumbed down, separated uh, in their parents' basements and essentially di- uh, uh, disenfranchised from their power. That's the weaponization of social media. We've talked about it on the show time and time again, how your phone is the black mirror. Uh, but I digress. Ten. The importance of space. Yes, that's right. So for our flat earther friends that are watching now and in the future, there is a space. Okay, there is a space. I'm not talking about Galaplaxius 9. I'm not talking about the Pleiades. I'm not talking about Sirius. I'm not talking about other places. All right. I'm talking about right there in the the atmosphere, the stratosphere, the ionosphere, wherever. They're right there. The importance of space is very, very real. Uh, Russia has a, a space program. India has a space program. China has a space program. And Donald Trump announced uh, the, 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 I think it's the sixth or the fifth branch of the military, uh, the, the, the Space Force. Okay, This is their way of slowly disclosing the fact that they have the technology. We're talking about the military-industrial complex, the, 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 the breakaway civilization, and the secret space program. Uh, the importance of space is, is, is important. <laughs> because essentially we're talking about the space fence, geospatial intelligence, how these people can have unilateral surveillance on the planet using the technology. And I know I, we have flat earthers that say there's no fl- there's no satellites up there. Okay, cool. I guess I'm not talking to you because what these people are doing is they're shooting these satellites up there and they're circling the planet and they're encompassing all this information, you see. And they're reporting it back up there. Now that's just that's just as you know with the ISS and all this other stuff that's out there that they can see. I'm talking about how there will be working space programs. This is the future. I'm telling you, we're going there. Uh, Jeff Bezos also announced that he's his his uh, his new Blue Origin uh, space venture to try to copy Elon Musk's SpaceX. So yes, right now this all seems silly and and, and, and simple, but what we're going to start seeing over the next couple of years is the consolidation of power and the vertical integration. I'm telling you, mark my words, the same way you're watching this, I'm telling you. Lastly, right here, 11, cyber threats. Why is that important? Why is that not 
the ethics of artificial intelligence or the weaponization of social media. Because right now, just this week, Boston is undergoing like a hardcore uh, cyber hack attack. And towards the start of the year, I actually talked about how uh, with, with EMP attacks, how that would be one of the ways that they would do it. You see, cyber threats are very real. Uh, I, I wanted to say in my day job, uh, but really it was the job that I was doing before this. I was in information security, okay, computer science. And what we were doing was uh, paying attention to four and five, watching the Russians and the Chinese try to hack into our, our, in, in, into our servers and ch- try to steal our information. Now, my job was to make sure that the Russians and the Chinese didn't do so. Cyber threats are very real because once you have people that have access to your information, have broken through your encryption, they know your security, they can then siphon that information back to them. The Chinese are notorious for stealing information. The truth, you see. And on top of that, we have a lot of defectors in our own country that are selling the information for low cost. I mean, they're, they're like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton Jr.'s out there just giving it away. Cyber threats are very real. So this is going to force us uh, to, to, to increase cybersecurity, increase network security, increase people's uh, uh, privacy, all this other stuff. So essentially what we're seeing right now is the blueprint for what these people have in store for the future. You see, this is not, uh, this is, <laughs> this is not Kansas. You're not in Kansas anymore. I could talk all day about globalization and so much more that's going on, but I just wanted to encapsulate everything that is going to be discussed at the Bilderberg 2019 meeting and why it's so important that we pay attention to that. Yes, impeachment is real and is important to pay attention to. However, there are larger geopolitical issues that require our attention. Uh, You know, a perfect example is this. Just last year, uh, Donald Trump didn't go to the Bilderberg meeting or to the Paris Climate Agreement. And instead, this year, he's sending Jared Kushner uh, to to his son-in-law to the actual meeting. So there's a lot of things to be said with that. But I just want to I just want to get this stuff on record so we pay attention again to the larger issues that are at play. You know, the last time world elites were meeting, they were meeting at Davos, Switzerland. And the last time this happened. Uh, we heard about that kid with the MAGA hat, you know, where CNN made the story that he walked up on the Native Americans when really it was the Native, that that whole mess. Yeah, the last time this happened was whenever that happened. But people didn't pay attention to to world elites talking about global inequality, wealth inequality, and how we can control these serfs a little bit better. No, they wanted to get upset about a kid wearing a MAGA hat. And so while we're talking about the Mueller report, while we're talking about impeachment, uh, and I guess just more of the same old nonsense. I felt like it was important for us to pay attention to, you know, larger issues that are going on out there. However, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out. <laughs>